Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Thursday, March 8, 2018, and this is the ride. Hey my friends, it is March 8th and I am still looking at snow. What is up with that? I love the state of Michigan. I love my state of Michigan. But come on. Give me some green. I need some green. I'll have you know I'm a little bit bumming right now because I screwed up my podcast today. And I realized halfway through it that I didn't start recording. So I had some really good nuggets of truth for the next generation. I guess I'm just going to have to figure it out another day because I don't have enough time right now. I've got very little time. So what am I going to do? I needed to... I needed to vent, so you are receiving the vent of Rusty James. Maybe I need to talk about what happens when life throws you a curveball. And I thought I had some really good wisdom there, but apparently God needed to hone it down a little bit before it got to your ears. That's okay. If there's one thing I've learned is that God is faithful to give me words in due season. And as long as I'm talking to you, that's due season, baby. Truly. It's God, not me. I'm just the vessel. So what do we talk about today? I've got probably 15 minutes. Hmm. 15 minutes is enough time to change and rock your world. Lord, lay it on us. What is it that I needed to be talking about today that I didn't think about a half an hour ago? What is it? Lord, lay it on us. We are ready to receive. Our hearts are wide open. The wisdom of God never grows old and never grows stale. It's always, always, always right where you need it. So right now, be thinking about where you need the Lord today. Are you dealing with issues in the family? Are you dealing with issues at work, at school, with a relationship? Where where are you, where is your energy focused right now? Or maybe, where have you not been focusing your energy? And that's where the problem is, because you haven't been focusing the proper energy there. Husbands and wives, maybe we should prefer the other and be selfless more and love the other one like Christ loves the church and he gave himself up for her. I got a feeling that in the marriage, if both people are willing to sacrifice their own way, it doesn't take long for each person to realize They've got a good person in that relationship. I think I'm learning as a dad that certain things that, I don't know, rub one generation the wrong way, you know, the generational gap things, I'm starting to realize that I'm not going to make somebody think the way that I do. This is true for relationships to your kids or relationships to your spouse. You're not going to make somebody think the way you do. Even though you would want that. you 
got to get to the point of maturity where you can say, you know what? Their opinion varies from mine. And there's a lot of people in the world and they all have different opinions. I'm sorry, you're just along for the ride. And uh, today we're just kind of, I don't know, we're just bantering a little bit. It's kind of like what I did yesterday. I came home from work and I was not as dead tired I was as I was the night before. So I spoke a while to my wife to see what's going on with her. And then I came home late, so I didn't even do supper with the family. So I wanted to spend time with the family. Normally the teens are doing their own thing. And I end up doing my own thing. And it's, I don't know, it's, you have to make a point to connect. And since we didn't have dinner together, I really felt like I needed to connect. So I knew my son was working on some homework for his design school. Uh, even though it's their spring break week this week, both my son and daughter are doing some of their art stuff for their midterms, which are going to be due next week. But my daughter had finished, and I went to hang out with her for a while. I knew my son was going to be busy, so... I was just kind of hanging out with her and just hanging out, talking about art and talking about life and just things. It was really good. I encourage you parents of teenagers, make a point to at least let your teens know that you're open to that kind of engagement. I mean, it's not always this way. And so when I get these opportunities, I relish in them. And what made yesterday even cooler was... Uh, my son, who is a little bit younger than my daughter, is definitely much more private. Well, they're both private, but but he's at a phase now where he's spending a lot of time in his office, his loft. It kind of is higher than the bedrooms area. Anyway, what was cool yesterday is as my daughter and I were talking, he kind of popped his head out and engaged in the conversation as well in fact more than just kind of engaging in it he he entered into it he was showing us some of his artwork which was just kind of a little bit of a change and uh, I loved it I just was thanking God through that whole thing it was it may seem like a little thing but as the teens grow up I realize that I don't have my my little squirming cuddle kids anymore they're not they're not those young kids anymore and changes happen and I got to move on with it now that they're teens I'm relishing even these kind of things because I know these engagements aren't going to last forever either they're going to mature so that that fueled me that last night's stuff it it fuels you it has given me fuel for today and I had a whole list of things I had to accomplish yesterday. For the first time in a very long time, I actually physically wrote them down on a pad of paper just to see what they look like. Because I'm starting to have a lot of things I need to do involving many people. And writing them down, for me, it helps me. Now, I'm a very technical or, or technological-minded person, so I like to throw that kind of stuff in a spreadsheet and let it sort the priorities and all that stuff but something about having it written down in front of you kind of the 
dirtiness of the pen on the paper versus the crispness of the the characters on the screen. Something about it fuels me. I mean, that's what I'm so geeked about, how the kids are into art, which I didn't actually ever think was going to be the thing, but they're both kind of seeking degrees in that vein. And I fully support that. Seeing how art uh, affects your mind is a great thing. And Anyway, so looking at that sheet of paper with all the things I needed to do yesterday, I probably got half of them done. But that's thrilling me when I think about the fact that my list was pretty long and it grew through the day and I still got half of the stuff done. Had I not written that down, I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten a quarter of those things done. Having it written down like that really helps me, anyway, see what needs to be done and, and keeps me on task. I used to feel like if, if I was doing something, anything on my list, I could be focused on that and I could feel like I was accomplishing something, because you know, you are, but having the list in front of me kind of makes you realize that, well, yeah, I might be accomplishing something, but I've got a number of other things I really should accomplish too. And looky, looky, that one's more important than the one I'm doing. I maybe should switch. But it used to be that I'd feel like I was fulfilling everything I needed to fulfill in the moment if I was just doing something in that moment. And I'm getting to the point now where I cannot do the things I need to do if I approach life that way. Ooh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Thank you, Lord, for putting that little thought in my mind. Did he put it in yours? The thought is just doing something, just being active in the current moment doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing the right thing or the more priority thing. So let's equate that to the spiritual walk with Christ. You know, there's a place in scripture where it contrasts the difference between sacrifice and obedience. I believe I've got that right, and I think it's in Samuel. Might want to look it up. I probably should have looked it up, except I didn't know I was going there. So, that's your homework. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. So what am I meaning by this? Don't we go through life a lot of times and say, you know, God, look what I gave up. Look what I gave up to follow you. See, we kind of play this game with them sometimes. And he's simply saying, shouldn't focus on that. You need to simply obey. And is God wanting us to obey just so that he can dominate over us? Well, kind of, but I'll explain in a minute. He's not really wanting to do it in the, in the way we think of humans dominating another human, where you're controlling somebody um, against their will. Oh, but wait a minute. I think that is what's going on. God's Spirit wants to dominate you and control you, or rather, eliminate your natural man's control over you. He knows that we're going to be dominated by something. We're all going to follow something. He knows the best chance we have at life is if we're dominated by the Spirit of God. We shouldn't look at it like, like I said before, like the, the way humans 
would dominate over another human because that typically is a, a negative situation. But if you approach it like God's spirit dominating over your life, meaning you've given him higher precedent than the other domineering spirits in your life, which is your natural man, your old man, sin, the world, the worldview around you, whatever you want to call it. In that sense, God does want to dominate you, but he always gives you this free will. Yes, you do have free will. I heard somebody say that we don't truly have free will, that we're somehow evolutionary, evolution and whatever it is, that we're somehow set up to do things and we really don't have the kind of free will that we think we do. Well, you know, I disagree. I disagree. And I break that thought every time I decide to do something out of the ordinary and bless somebody else. Do I do it all the time? No. But I sometimes do it. And it wouldn't make sense for somebody to do that. Why would you do that? So I'm breaking what I think we're preconditioned to do. Because I don't think we're preconditioned to bless other people. I think we're preconditioned to try to dominate over other people. So anyway, God wants his spirit to have higher authority in your life. So getting back to that whole idea of it's better to be obedient than to sacrifice or to, to, you know, to give up what you would want to do. God knows that some of those things that you would want to do are going to hurt you in the long run anyway. God wants you to be obedient. So you may be asking, well, what's an example of this? You know, I can give up certain things. For example, um, you know, during Lent, if you're familiar with that, People give up certain things uh, as a sign of their trusting in God or as their sign of their willpower or whatever it is. Their penitent, penitent spirit, is that how you say it? Whatever. But then when it's done, then you can get back to you know, whatever you do. And God is saying kind of in a spiritual sense, you know, it's great to, to sacrifice and, and to give up things, but really... You ought to simply obey the word that I've laid out before you. He's given us his word. Obey it. I know it's sometimes harder to do than uh, making it sound. But God has given us the spirit, his spirit, and a capability to live according to the will of God, which is obedient to the word of God. We have that capability. So I'm sorry I'm like all over the map here today. I only had a few minutes to chat. But it was all about that little nugget God put, God put into my mind about, you know, are we doing the right thing? Just like I prioritize the tasks during the day, we ought to prioritize what we're doing in our life. And I'll tell you one thing, obeying the Word of God is, should be a priority. It brings life to your bones, man. So with that, I'll say, stay in that word. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And when you're going through your day, if you are looking at what you're doing, which we all should be doing, consider if you're doing what you should be doing. Just staying busy doesn't necessarily mean you're doing what you should be doing. You might need to be doing a different thing, perhaps. 
maybe you need to be doing more of what you're doing. I don't know. But look at what the Word of God says to do. And then do it. Be obedient to the Word of God. And i got a feeling life will enter your bones. And you will approach the next day with fervor and victory. And I will see you on the flip. Thank you.